Welcome in everyone. It's episode 41 of the 1056 podcast, the Dirk Nowitzki episode, Jeff. The Butch Booker episode. God, that's better, man. I The Wesley have... Cox episode. <laughs> Wesley Cox episode. Uh, let's get a baseball one. Come on, give me a quick one. I don't have any baseball ones on here. Uh, They're all I'm... basketball players. That's true. Uh, yeah, no. There, there are no athletes that wear. I mean, Tom I'm Seaver. thinking of Tom them. Seaver. I actually, Tom Seaver was one. Tom, Tom Seaver. Tom Very Seaver good. is Tom the, Seaver. the only good Met to have ever existed. No, it's it's the Dirk. Don't Nowitzki. at me. It's the Dirk Nowitzki episode. I already said it. That's you can't you can't take it back. Welcome in everyone. It's it's episode forty one. <laughs> Tom <laughs> M for president. Tom, Tom M for oh, president. That's a good one. Yeah, Tom man. M for president. So, uh, yeah. We're we're here. Um, before we get to Tom M. President, we always have to talk about Tom M. Okay, enough. Uh, put that to the side. Okay, this episode. Okay, is the big one. Okay, if you're reading the title, we have the co-founder of Untapped on. That is it. That should just be the intro. Cut to the transition, and then no, I'm kidding. But in all seriousness, we have Greg Avola. Um who is the co-founder and chief creative officer of Untapped on the show. He said, yes, he did the show. The, uh, the interview is recorded. It happened. It, it's a thing, dude. Get excited. It's a really, really good interview. Um, so we can't wait to hear that. But going back to Jeff's point, Tom M. is running for president. Tom M. for president. Tom M. And for we president. we were a part of it. So go Tom on. M. for president. You can go on the CT Beer Drinkers Facebook group, the, our favorite Facebook group, uh, and watch the video. And we're in it. Yeah, we saw in it, dude. Kind of. We, we asked the tough questions because we don't want a leader to get by easily, to get off easily. We want a leader who can handle the tough questions, who can take the pressure. And you know what? Tyler and I brought the pressure. Okay. And you know what? I'm going to give it to Tom, man. He came up with pretty clever answers. Yeah, Is he fired. the best for this nation? Probably. He's beer nation. Probably. He's probably best for this nation at this point. Who gives a fuck? I mean, it could, yeah, honestly. Honestly. Just make him president of the world. Like, think about all the problems that could be solved. Think about how global warming will end if we had one season. It was stout season. Mm, There's a lot of energy that goes into making beer, though. Like, yeah. Yeah. So what? Think about that. Jesus, man, that's a good dude. Know. How about this? How about we read some memes off the CT Beer Drinkers Facebook butt butt faces? Ah, fine, go. Here we go. We have a meme. It says, "Guy says, can I get a white claw?" And the waiter says, "Do you want a kids menu and a coloring book to go with that, you little bitch?" <laughs> yeah, dude. I remember seeing that meme for the first time. It wasn't funny the first time, and it wasn't funny the hundredth time. Dude, we got another one. It's a Betty White because it's no longer five o'clock somewhere. It's twenty twenty everywhere. So drink whatever you want. Ooh, yo, yo. <laughs> I say what I, I can say what I want. Like say what you want about the like the CT beer drinkers. Like I always say, it's a good thing. The memes are always a year way too late. <laughs> They're always way too late on the memes. If you if the whoever is the admin for CT beer drinkers, someone can get in contact with them. If they need a meme guy, boom, I'm the meme guy. Okay, Bud Light's making a cheap meme officer. 
I'll be the chief meme officer of like CT beer drinkers. We need to write this shit. Okay. Okay. That's, 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 that's someone my posted off the bleacher report, uh, Shaq and Charles, Le- Le- Charles. Oh my God. I can't even fucking speak mm-hmm. right now. Charles Barkley. Terrible. Um, doing the basketball beer challenge. They're not doing well. They're that's not doing Oh, so you oh, put the beer they, on top of the basketball and you drop it? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack did catch it, although it went flying off to the left. Okay. Um, Charles Barkley. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I, I, all I heard was the buzzer sound, so I'm just like, all right, it sounds great. Um, uh, I meant to – oh, shit. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Dude, I'm so sorry. Um, no, Charles no, no. Charles Barkley is about to do it. We'll do a quick review. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. His, it goes right into his stomach and spills okay. all over his pants and shirt. Nice. He's got a big um, can't miss Yeah. It. So I'm going to give that a five out of five because that would be him and anything more would be disappointing. Just like his golf swing. It is shit. Um, that's what's that's what's um recent on the ct beer drinkers in the bottom of the barrel i went to the rare fog day so yes you did tell us about it it was awesome uh it was like like for a little event like during covid 12 percent did like an amazing job putting on this event um and obviously rare fog is like the thing that we talked about last episode, how everyone l- lost their brain because of how good rare fog was. And then the subsequent watering in the fog, single hop varieties where people were like, Oh man, my free, I can't, I, I can't see what's in my fridge because it's so foggy. Like shit like that. <laughs> and I wanted to, delete facebook because of so many of those jokes there were so many i can't see because of all this fog jokes that were just like just fucking stop just (laughs) post your rare fog that's been posted 300 times and move on like everyone else does okay we get it everything that abomination who makes rare fog everything they touch is gold i'm not discrediting that i had rare fog it's amazing just post it and move on that's it baby that's it you can do whatever I you mean, want it might be listen listen when <laughs> things get exciting you kind of lose sight of things it gets a little hard to see maybe it gets a little foggy mm-mm, mm-mm. i had to swallow my water get out leave dude i'm not <laughs> bringing, i'm not bringing this shit <laughs> on this podcast i'm dive i'm dive devolving from the event okay the event was amazing. Okay. <laughs> tell it me about great. the beer. Tell honestly. All right. Step so, back. Tell me about it. Do a quick lightning round review and then tell us what you gave it on untapped. They had four variants of rare fog. So I'm going to go on untapped. This is a little plug. We also use untapped anyway. If you have listened to the episode, but we also had the co-founder of untapped on no big deal, but uh, there are four varieties, like four generous pours, like eight ounce pours of like these beers and they're all 10 and a half percent so they had one a rare fog the og which i had uh i gave that a four like a solid four a four and a half excuse me because it was really good well that's a difference they had rare fog the a pineapple coconut milkshake triple ipa i gave that a four seven five honestly i'm not a pineapple coconut person i don't reach for pina claus right away this version they get caught in the rain man shut up Okay, okay, no pina colada songs. <laughs> it's a great song. I like the song. 
That was a, amazing. I was telling people if they can that, that would people the fog memes, the fog jokes would be exponential. They would go through the roof because Dude, of how they good would it was. go through the clouds. They mm, not gonna do that. Not gonna do it. Then they. <laughs> don't turn on your high beams it makes it worse it's no, a safety you joke you i want people to be no, Tyler, i want people to be safe out there okay it gets you really foggy up. you're not becoming one of them <laughs> they had a rare fog quadruple dry hopped uh nelson type hop gave that a four i enjoyed it it was like the worst of the four um it i but it was amazing for all these are ten and a half percent you could have told me they were 7% or 6%, like an IPA. Would have totally believed you. I thought they all had lactose in it. Could have told me that. Would have believed you. They were so smooth. Amazing. Uh, and then they had a rare fog sour with hibiscus and peach, which is really good. I mean, again, really good all around. I also had midnight snack beforehand, which is also from Abomination. I also gave that a 475. It literally tasted like, like cho- the perfect blend of like beer and like chocolate syrup. It was like perfect, like chocolate fudge. I was like, holy shit, this is it. I almost gave it a five. Oh, I was so Four, seven, five. I don't hand out fives a lot. I really don't. I, I Who got a five? King Julius. That's my five. Dude. Yeah, you can give it a cop out or whatever. <laughs> I'll get there. I'll get to some other beer that's like a five. I, I'll get there. I, I don't know what delineates a four, seven, five to a five. It's Dude, just, no personal preference. I'm just giving you shit. I know I'm responding back, but in addition to that, so I, you had four flights. They gave a food voucher credit to uh, like the food truck that was there, which is really good. They gave you this glass, which was designed, I think by the artist says rare fog on it. It's a little stemless glass has the abomination logo. It's It's gold, it's gold, gold, like foil. And it says fog day 2020 and it's sick. Um, so add that to the glassware collection. Um, so overall, it was awesome. Like, really good time. Uh, fiance and I went, had beers, got like, oh, and they gave you a four pack. They gave you a four pack of the Nelson Sovin Wandering into the Fog, which I haven't tried yet. Um, but yeah, like, so free four pack. A glass, Man, what a time. Beer. Like, and basically two full beers from like the pours. So I was like, honestly, that was pretty good. Like, so I would. I hope they do it again. I hope they do it again. I hope everyone makes too many fog memes. I just need them to name it something that's not fog. I want it to be something that you can't use any wordplay for. Okay, Abomination, I'm looking at you. Okay, right. You started it. Okay, you created a monster. Like, okay. like, like. Here we go. You don't want fog. I get you. I get you. Right. Okay. Thick mist. Mmm. That could be probably more problematic (laughs) it's probably worse someone's gonna say thick with three c's someone's gonna throw that out there like they've never heard that expression before okay dude (laughs) what thick with three they're gonna say dude my fridge is so full of the thick i'm or i'm oh no got it i'm down with the thickness dude oh that one's I be- hate the person who's probably would say that and they don't even exist yet. That's my point, dude. This is all the fog shit that came out of this. I want it to happen. I want, want just, just let it happen. Just, you know, what could I be know. Worse? Like it's already 2020. You heard that meme. 
you heard that meme. Just drink because the year is five o'clock somewhere. It's That's still- right. If there's going to be a year to hate read the Connecticut beer drinkers because of all the rare fog means, I guess it's 2020. And it's not all bad. It's it's like for a good reason. This is happening for like a Connecticut beer that everyone's losing their minds off of. Like, that's kind of cool. Yeah, you know, amazing. like we're, we talk about this with Greg, Connecticut compared to like Massachusetts and New York are very much in their infancy of craft beer. So to have something like that, that comes out, that gets fives and four and a halfs and this and that like all across the board like very well received everywhere all joking aside from like the memes and the posts and this and that like it's awesome to see it really is so if it means people posting about how their faces have melted drinking rare fog i will pay that price for connecticut to keep putting out beers like this i think that's a fair price that, you know what? That is fair. You know, 2020 <laughs> hasn't been so bad, Ty, because you know what happened in 2020? What? We got to interview the oh, founder. Oh, that too. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. fuck you. <laughs> oh, that was last episode, right? <laughs> no, congrats. But we got to interview the founder of Untapped. Good old Greg. I first want to say um, the Connecticut Brewers Guild, they were doing, I think, a live show with him. And I was like asking questions and Kat was like, oh, like you, you need to like, you know, the 10 v 6 podcast, like I asked questions like, oh, like they would love to have you on this and that, like before I even brought it up. Um, so right after that event, I looked back at my DMs, like I reached out to him and like talked briefly to Greg. And I was like, this might work. This might be a pipe dream. This has been a going on for a while. We've been talking about this for a bit three and a half months or something. And it was just, yeah. like, it was just timing. It was, we had breweries to go do. We had other interviews we had to do. We had, he was busy. Interviews. I was busy. Bu- he was busy. I was busy. Jeff was busy. So like it just fell together within the past like two weeks. And I just want to give a shout out to the Connecticut Brewers School. Not only for that, they also passed like legislation to make September Connecticut craft beer month, which is really, really cool too. So whenever this comes out, this is probably coming out like the day before September hits. September is going to be craft beer month. Uh, I think I'm going to put it out. I am going to only be drinking Connecticut craft beer uh, in public. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm going to make a like very, very solid effort to drink only Connecticut craft beer. If that means I can't have any treehouse for the month of September, guess what? Dump it down the drain. It's all going to be drain pours, baby. If if it's it's very hazy, I have five more days to drink it, then I got to wait till October. Uh, um, no, but in all seriousness, I think it's a great initiative. And I think it goes back to my whole point with rare fog that Connecticut is very young to the beer scene and they're not to be fucked with, man. They're, they're creating that shit. They're stirring that pot, man. We're, we're as good as Colorado, 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 right? We're as good as that? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. There are some really <laughs> nothing makes things more awkward than dead air. Ty, let's get into the interview. Let's actually uh, waiting. I'm only kidding. Yeah. So, uh, without further ado, it's Greg Avola, co-founder, chief creative officer of Untapped. It's awesome. I don't want to tell you at all. You guys listen here. We're gonna take a micro break, and you guys are gonna hear that interview. Stay tuned. We have more beer reviews coming. We got to go to more breweries. We told you, got more coming. So stay tuned for that. And as always, raise hell and praise Dale. And we'll see you in the next episode. Bye.
And we are back. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't read the title of this episode, what are you doing? But if you haven't, in all seriousness, it's a big one. Uh, probably one of the guests that we have been the most excited to bring on. It's an app that Jeff and I use all the time. Uh, it is Greg Avola. He is the co-founder, chief creative officer of Untapped. It's the beer social app for checking in and logging your favorite beers from around the world. We are so excited to bring him on. We're about to pick his brain for a couple minutes here. Greg, it is our pleasure to have you on. Welcome in. Welcome. That is a very nice introduction. I right? feel like I I'm like the president or something here, but uh, I appreciate uh, that. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it. Yeah. You know what? Wow. I wanted to compliment him mid, mid intro, but I didn't want to break his stride. He was killing He was me. going so well there. It was like a, yeah. such a beautiful thing. I, I really appreciate it. A little tear you know, in my I, eye there. So. I, that's, that's great. You know what? <laughs> so I've beautiful. Already, I've already, your, your head can't fit through the door now. So I, I'm inflating <laughs> your ego about to have so much that we can only go up from here. Good job, Greg. He already had a big <laughs> To my plan. Uh, no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. So thanks for coming on. Um, it's like I said, we use Untapped all the time. Like, we use wow. it for this podcast to rate the beer in which we review. Yeah, like it's the basis go. for what we use to, as our reviewing process when we were like, we're going to review beer. So yeah. this is very, very cool. So it's interesting that you mentioned that because, you know, when Untap first started and we were thinking about doing this back in 2010, uh, in the summer of 2010, you know, rating actually wasn't even an initial discussion of the process of checking in a beer. We were really big fans of Foursquare at the time where that was to check into a place and we wanted to add a layer on top of it, which was the original premise of what Untapped was. So the first initial release of Untapped back in 2010 uh, had no rating. We didn't actually have ratings since I think a couple months later until we released updates. So, you what know, was the was, change? You know, we, we all we had on the screen was you'd give it a review, you'd tell people where you're located, and you would check it in. And then we said, you know what? People may not want to write a comment or a full you know, paragraph of what they're drinking in the moment because Untap was geared toward more of a, you know, real-time kind of uh, experience there. They wanted a quick way to rate it. And, you know, when we first started, it was one to five. There was no quarters. There was no tenths. It was just one to five stars. Keep it very simple from that perspective. But we just saw an opportunity to give people a quick way to say yes or no. I like it. Do I not like it? instead of having to write a comment or review on it. So just different pers- uh, perspective. You know, when you talk about using it to rate the, the, the product, you know, a lot of things when you build from that perspective start out some way that you never thought it would go into. And I'm very fortunate to be able to sit here and talk about it over the last 10 years of being doing this. But, you know, it, it's crazy just the way how the product evolves based on the user experiences and what they right. do on the app, which is rate the beer. Right. Oh, yeah. And it's so funny. I feel like the like the rating aspect has become almost a huge pillar of untapped itself. I mean, it has. especially when I'm going to like a brewery I've never heard. Um, or if I'm just like curious from like the big breweries, like Treehouse, it's like, what's the most, what's the highest rated beer? Mm-hmm. Triple J Julius. King Triple J Julius. Um, so like, I always use that sort of as like a recommendation to say like, okay, mm-hmm. like, what are people drinking? And then what do people also like? It's number of ratings and the actual numerical rating. I'm a big stats guy. That's why um, yes. one of the things I'm looking to get is that the supporter thing. Cause you can see mm-hmm. like all like your ratings and whatnot beyond of what you already see. Um, so that's, that's a little bit plugged there. We can talk about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it, like the whole rating system and, and the way that everything's categorized is really awesome about untapped. Um, but I think you brought up a great point about 
the fact that this is going on 10 years of an mm. app itself. Um, I think in your app, what well, I think I saw what 8 million users now or just over uh, close to nine, actually uh, 9 million Ooh. users, which is an in, insane. The number even come out of my mouth. I kind of laugh when I even say that. Cause you know, <laughs> can't even think what that is. <laughs> I mean, we, we hit, we're close. We were going to probably hit if COVID didn't happen as probably a billion check-ins this year uh, in terms of usage from the, the, the site from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have about 900 million check-ins and we're we average in average uh, enough that would have probably happened actually close to our anniversary, but just with COVID just in 2020. You know, no, no, in the lifespan of the application. Oh, okay. If it was, I was about to say, like, that's I'm like, wow, that's a lot of beer checked in. <laughs> that's a lot of beer. Yeah, so, and I think you said it perfectly, like the fact that you have almost 9 million users and almost a billion check-ins. I, I mean, you look back to like that first year to like now, what do you think has been like the biggest, I guess, change maybe in comparison to what you thought the first 10 years would would be. And I might've asked that on, on your Facebook live show and I kind of forget the answer, but <laughs> people who didn't well, hear it, go for it. Yeah, I think one of the things that any entrepreneur will tell you is that if they can envision what their apps gonna look like in 10 years from year one, they're lying to you. And uh, you know, they, they have no idea what that's gonna look like from that perspective. And you know, from, from us, we looked at Untapped as a way to kind of educate ourselves about beer. You know, the Greg from 11 years ago would, you know, I have a, a Czech Pilsner here from, from Marlowe, uh, a thing or two. And uh, this is a beer that I would never even approach 11 years ago because you know, it, it wasn't, I didn't know what beer was supposed to taste like. I just didn't have that kind of educational aspect of, of, of beer. And we said, you know, from untapped from the first couple of years, if it works for me, it can probably work for a lot of other people out there. So how stuff has changed, obviously is how the industry has changed the different styles and the things that have happened in our industry. But at the same time, the concept has always been the same to encourage people to get outside their comfort zone with our badges and things of that nature, log what you like, what you don't like get recommendations and make it more of a social experience in real time. And that's always stayed true for the last 10 years. It's just gotten better as technology improves and as we build our, our environment there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of beer, uh, I'm going to crack mine. I'm drinking a Sea yeah. Hag right now. I yeah. um, figure I don't want to get this warmed up here. So uh, cheers, Greg. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Try to, I had to find like a CT, but I was almost going to pull like a Bell's Too Hard and I was like, wait a second. I was like, what am I doing here? I'm like, I need to drink Connecticut beer. Yeah. Are you from I mean, Connecticut, I'm, Greg? So I'm originally from Massachusetts. I lived in Framingham. I grew up in Framingham, which is about 35 minutes west of Boston. Um, I've lived in New York for about six years. I live in Connecticut now. Uh, my wife is from Middletown, Connecticut. Um, so I, I've come here a lot over the years, but we just moved uh, to Connecticut in uh, about two years ago. So I'm officially a, a true resident of Connecticut with all of our kooky laws here. Um, <laughs> but, you know, yeah, you know, one of the things that I've always tried to do is in, 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 you know, immerse myself in the, the culture of wherever I'm at from a brewing perspective. And my father-in-law and I used to travel to a lot of the breweries, obviously pre-COVID. And, um, you know, we check them off and we get all excited that we're getting close to getting all of them. And all of a sudden we blink our eye and 40 open up in a, in a month. So, you know, we haven't, haven't had a chance to obviously check out all of them with COVID going on, but you know, there's an ama- amazing group of breweries here in Connecticut that I'm, I'm thrilled to be now an official resident here trying to promote them as well. But, you know, yeah. uh, we were just talking about before we, we, we got on the air here is about 12% and then North Haven, they're really killing it with all the, mm-hmm. the great beers they're making, which Marlowe uh, is one of their kind of, collaborators there that brews out that facility there, but just making amazing stuff there. I mean, I remember the first time I drove to uh, 12%, 
I remember driving into the parking lot and seeing the big sign that says beer here. And I walked to the front and it's like, this is not the entrance at all. It's all locked. I'm like, where is going, what's going on here? I drive to the very back of the facility and they have a great, amazing tap room there, uh, yeah. which is pretty cool. But I was very confused for like 15 minutes, but I know this is a real place. There is beer. I can see it through the windows. What's going on here? So um, yeah, they make a lot of great stuff there in that area. Uh, and a lot of great breweries as well um, in Connecticut. Yeah. And, um, I think it's, it's interesting. So now you've been, you've only been in Connecticut, you know, for, for a little bit of time. And I feel mm-hmm. like in the past, I want to say two to three years, Connecticut beer has really exploded exponentially. Maybe I would say you could say past five years to kind of make it generous. Um, yeah. Massachusetts, I would say is a little bit farther along as far yes. as that craft beer evolution, obviously with like Sam Adams starting like 30 years ago and everything mm-hmm. following up Trial Trillium and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, are you seeing a lot of similarities with Connecticut craft beer, like in its infancy, whether in person or just analytically compared to Massachusetts or New York and, and those kind of neighboring states? I mean, Connecticut is still, like you said, behind those um, in terms of, you know, analytical data. Um, but I think that we're definitely seeing a huge increase in just breweries being open in the state. Um, mm-hmm. And then beer uh, putting us on the map. I mean, I, I would say most people from outside of Connecticut, maybe somebody in Virginia will know of things like New England Brewing Company with, you know, D-Bot or one of those big ones out there that have it two rows. Obviously, you know, when they came in, put us on the map from a Connecticut perspective as being one of the largest contract brewers in, in the state and even in the Northeast. And I think, you know, it's slowly over time becoming a thing now. Like, you know, usually you have the, oh, you go to Boston and you get to go to Trillium and then drive like two hours west and go to Treehouse. And now it's like part of the Connecticut tourism group. You see a lot of them pushing, you know, breweries that are are hopping, opening in this area as an opportunity for tourism to come in. I think we have a long way to go, but I think that we were way better. I mean, I've known my wife for 12 years. I've been coming to Connecticut for a very long time and I've definitely seen the increase in there. I think it really started in my opinion with two roads coming in around five or six years ago, maybe even more than that. Um, And starting that kind of contract brewing cycle there, we we saw Lawson's come and skip over Massachusetts and go right to Connecticut. And that was a pretty major thing from my perspective in terms of getting that in there uh, from, from that side. But ultimately with everything that's going on with COVID, that's the most dangerous part of my mind is that we had a great stride growing and growing and growing. And now we don't want to see these small breweries have to close because of everything that's happening with the virus. So I'm hoping that things can turn around, but we've definitely had a huge increase in those breweries uh, uh, over time in the last five years that hope will continue um, through this virus. Yeah. I mean, I've I've seen, I feel like, I mean, this is just observational data if you want to collect it right now. Right. Have you driving through, you kind of, I feel like people are making an effort to go out to these breweries um, for better or worse, whether we want to make of that or not, but people are definitely want to go to breweries. They like that idea. And I believe, I I agree that two roads, I also believe started that trend of a casual drinker who was drinking more well-known beers and two roads is right there. And they're offering a wide span of beers where you can kind of come together and you know what, put your pinky up in the air, feel a little bit more sophisticated. I don't know. (laughs) That's how I feel. I don't know. I feel a little fancy. I, I didn't think five years ago I'd be having tequila barrel aged stouts <laughs> um, and being like, yeah, no, everyone's had that from like area two. It's like one of their beers. Or beer made out of cereal, which was yes. a thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's only getting, it's only getting weirder and I'm kind of here for that evolution. Um, oh, speaking of that too, I was going back to the app itself. Um, like I said, I'm a big like data analytics guy. I know mm-hmm. with untapped being like fully mobile with something like beer, 
like do you do you know like who has the most check-ins like do you ever see like that kind of data like who has the most check-ins and like do you follow me like is this guy okay like or per, like man or woman like what are they doing do you like ever look at that and be like oh my god or to jump do off you- of that how do you deal with bots yeah, I discussed those two things easily. I mean, the first part is we t- don't typically kind of look at uh, leaderboard type activities on the tap because one of the things that we really promote ourselves are drinking responsibly. And we feel that a leaderboard would kind of lead people to saying, oh, I'm going to outbeat my friend. I'm going to get to the top top of the check-ins. So I get asked the question a lot, like who has the most check-ins? And honestly, you know, my, my answer is that I, I don't know, but I do know people are really passionate about that. Uh, but we try to stay away with like who, who is the top person. Uh, but I will say this, that I met two guys at uh, GABF uh, two years ago, and they both have 18,000 unique beers. And they're yeah. still li- alive. They're still walking and talking and being coherent. Um, they are from Las Vegas, and they do a like a, a weekly bottle share, and all their friends are also on a tap. And the goal is to bring a beer that no one else has had so they can increase their unique count across the board. So it's getting pretty hard being 18,000 up there and trying to find a beer that no one's ever had. But at the same time, um, that's really where it comes down to from – from the, the top leaderboard perspective that we don't really talk about it, but we kind of encourage more uh, quanti- uh, quality over quantity. But at the same time, you can definitely do what you want when it comes to, to the check-in game from Absolutely. there. And then on the bot side, um, you know, this is something I never thought I'd have to deal with, honestly, when, when building Untapped. Uh, the last thing I ever thought about is dealing with automated people trying to either game system from a rating perspective or, you know, on the other side, you know, posting inappropriate content that, you know, again, I never thought I have to deal with those type of situations <laughs> in a beer app, but, you know, we've developed uh, internally, we call it uh, project Mr. Clean. Uh, and what that is, is, is a algorithm we've, we've determined and written to kind of uh, auto auto assist uh, these situations where there are rating fraud or people posting th- stuff that they haven't had or, or, or what have you. Um, one of the interesting parts about Untapped is, you know, like a, like a Yelp or a Foursquare, every single venue has a latitude and longitude attached to it. So you know where that venue is on a map. When it comes to beer, it's very segregated extremely differently. Like for example, if you're in Connecticut and you pop up on the app, you're going to get tons of recommendations for Treehouse because if you're in Northern Connecticut, you're pretty damn close to where that, that location is, yep. but it cannot be sold in this area because they don't distribute. So we've developed algorithms to try to determine a distribution ratio of whether that beer is actually in your area, or maybe it was a bottle share that someone came in and everyone checked into it and kind of increased it. So it works both ways. So both the automated try to bots to try to, you know, find out how to game the system from that perspective or, you know, involuntarily where you have a bottle share and you're all having juice machine and you don't want that to be like a top recommended beer on there. You want to showcase that it's just a bottle share and available in other areas. So it's a lot of algorithm we tried to, to, to determine and work through so we can actually figure out correct recommendations because the worst thing in the world is recommending a beer like that and telling us that's at a bar down the street. You get all excited and you go there and it's not there. True. So we, we, we want to make sure we can do that the best we can to, to facilitate this kind of growth uh, from, that, from that side. So you use robots to fight robots is what I'm hearing from exactly, this. Exactly, yeah. Awesome. We, that, you know what? I like that. I like that. <laughs> it took a long time. We had to look at the data and see what the patterns were. And then it's a constant battle. We're never going to be able to, to like solve every use case and every bot in every area. So we have to always think about how we can improve and, and look at that. But I mean, that's, it's, you know, we're not a facebook or google or twitter level bot kind of protection stuff it's very minor it doesn't affect a lot of people from that perspective but it's important to have just to keep the ratings 
safe from that perspective. I'm picturing a Terminator situation, and I'm yes. going to keep it like that. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I was thinking Will Smith, I Robot, actually. Absolutely. The, yeah. And that you is know what? There's no better movie. Movies. Yeah, there is no better like <laughs> Shia LaBeouf's best movie. People forget it. He was in I Robot. <laughs> yeah, dude, read a book. Ah, man. It's <laughs> a great movie. I'll be there. Um, oh, that's what I was going to say. So speaking, I guess, of going back to bots, um, and just like, the whole like reviewing beers, like, do you, does Untapped get like complaints from like breweries being like people are tanking this beer? Because like I've tried to follow more nationally about like certain beer trends or like there's certain like pages that talk about like beer news. I think there was one, maybe some imprint and like Evil Twin collab that just got like downvoted or got like one yeah. one five across the boards. Um, like, do you get breweries that? will email you guys being like, oh, I'm getting like all these one-star reviews. Like, does that happen a lot? And how do you kind of go about doing it? That's a good question. Yeah, it, it does happen from time to time. But again, we have this automated procedure that is able to detect these kind of fake <clears throat> raters and apply logic to them to kind of degrade it. But one of those elements that we have to use in our algorithm is time. So a right. lot of times breweries see them come in, immediately see the rate decrease and they're like, oh my God, someone's trying to, to, to get us. And we always kind of respond in a way like, yep, we'll review this and we automate it and we'll accelerate this for you to kind of look at it. So we always offer that from that perspective. But at the same time, sometimes it's not not uh, actually a, a bot issue. A lot of times people just think that because the rating drops in the beginning, that just definitely means that it's incorrect. A, a great example of a brewery here in Connecticut is, is Labyrinth uh, up here in Manchester, Connecticut. And they said they had one of their beers that was originally rated pretty high. And the owner went back and said, Hey, you know, all of a sudden I went home one night and it's gotten a constant ones and twos, like what's going on. And some of the comments were like soapy or it doesn't taste very good. So he went back into the actual brewery, found out the glassware had been putting into a, a, the actual um, dishwasher with too much liquid in there, overflowing into the glass. And they were pouring the beer in the glass and therefore has a soapy residue and taste. So there's a catch 22. Sometimes it could be more malicious, but that's very, very rare in that situation. Right. But more times it, it could be constructive feedback for you to help kind of improve your own product as itself. So we always kind of give an open mind from the brewery perspective to, to look at the comments, see what's going on. Also, there's also like things that happen in, in, in real world events that could trigger uh, activities obviously we take care of those because we don't you know you don't rate a beer out of retaliation or something like that like oh my god the brewery didn't hold the door for me when i walked in one star like that that doesn't make any sense right. for you in that situation but we always have these uh, these ways of trying to identify those research them and then have the best response from the community perspective to give it a great great feel for everybody Jeez, you you have it all covered, man. I I, I those are my two curveballs. That Dude, was ten years. <laughs> ten years of out, I'm sorry, Ty. We watch Silicon Valley, man. Yes. Like this just that shows crazy. that. I will say that show does not adequately predict what it's real life in the startup, but it's a great show to watch. Uh, but I will <laughs> I will say that a lot of this has to do with. Uh, passion and being involved in the brewing community and being involved in the products that you make. If you listen to people, if you talk to them, if you find out what's going on, you can always get down to the, the, the end of problem. Did I know that we would have to have something like project Mr. Clean in untapped a uh, year one? Absolutely not. Did I know that breweries would, would email us and, and, and ask for the stuff? No. Did I know that like people would post like, really explicit pictures on Untapped for, I don't even know why they would do that. No, but you have to kind of adapt as you go, go along with the system itself. Well, like we've, a sexy singles in your area thing. What the hell is seen that? All those things. We've seen all oh, those, man. those projects on there. I mean, we've even seen things Jeez. like, 
uh, we've seen lawsuits happen on our service. So like, you know, I, I remember seeing one recently about um, some brewery named, uh, uh, the first one was the Starbucks uh, Frappuccino things a couple of years ago, but there's a brewery in, 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 uh, in Missouri and they did a, a, created a beer and they called it a Frappuccino. And what it was, was a blend of their cream ale and their stout, which is not allowed on untapped anyways, because we don't allow blends from that perspective. It only has to be, you know, from the tap, from that, no, from that no side. No cuvées. No, exactly. Right. <laughs> so anyways, the, the Starbucks legal team sent us using the CIS letter as well as the brewery saying, take it down. And we was like, well, we did the research and it turns out that it was not even allowed to be on there to begin with. So we obviously removed it, but the brewery in, in uh, Missouri said, you know, we're going to milk this for all it's worth. And they went in and actually sent them a check back for like, like $4 and 72, which is the price of a cappuccino <laughs> in Missouri or something like that. And it became like national news. So we've seen like all these kind of scenarios play out, but again, none of this is what you kind of plan for. You just adapt and try to learn from those experiences to always listening and making sure that this is a good, good spot for the community. Wow. See, I thought, I thought when you said lawsuits, you were going to like mention something. Cause I know stone brewing is like, they've been yes. in the news a lot with all those lawsuits. I was like, Oh no, please don't tell me that you got no. hit by like the stone. brewing No, like, lawsuit bug. no we didn't No, no stone uh, in, in ours from that perspective. So, um, but yeah, it, it's one of those things uh, where, you know, um, you, you just have to play it by ear. And I think we get a lot of these requests. So we're also, we don't own the beer. It's a very important part, but just a, a service that provides the beer on there. So when people say like, Hey, you know, take this now down, it's like, well, you got to contact the brewery. You got to figure it out with being yourself. We're just a middleman here with, with the products. We don't make any beer. We just kind of provide the service for them. Just like, you know, Facebook doesn't get sued if someone post something inappropriate on their service that hurts somebody else. Like it's a skew to do as well. So, right. you know, that's kind of what, how we sit from that perspective there. I was just going to say that you, like, you kind of have like the perfect like buffer zone here. I just saw yes. like a little, uh, timer came up so we can take a break in a little bit. Um, but yeah, that like, it's, it's sort of the perfect middle ground for even from like a legal standpoint, in all seriousness, um, you know, it's, it's a good way to ensure that you're not creating a product that mm -hmm. can create a lawsuit or can create some sort of legal trouble you you guys are just the encyclopedia the dictionary the whatever you want to say of all that so um that that must definitely um help out uh your pr legal team <laughs> well, the, the, the funny thing was when we first launched on tap we had a i believe a 30 minute timer between your, your check-ins so you go and check in one beer and have to wait 30 minutes checking in again we were afraid from a legal perspective that this could come back and hurt us and we realized that nobody drinks and waits 30 minutes between each individual beer especially if you're drinking a flight or something like that it's just not yeah. going to happen so yeah as we've learned from this procedure and figured out what we like, what we know what we can do and not, and not do, we kind of remove those restrictions. Wow. And you haven't seen that backlash on you since removing those restrictions? No. That's good. Good, yeah. good. Yeah. Cause I've definitely broken that rule. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we, you're right we, with flights that, that, that yeah, we ended logic. that, we ended that restriction, I think in year end of year one. So we launched in October of 2010. So I think it was gone by December of 2010 after we figured out, it wasn't going to work and we got approval for it from the legal, legal area. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, all right. So we're going to take a quick break. We're right here. I want to get more into the badges and actually the untapped festival. Um, so we're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. You're probably not going to go anywhere. You'll listen to this all in one sitting. We'll be right back. And 
were right back. Told you I was going to sing it. You didn't think I was going to do it. I <laughs> knew you were going to, and I wish you didn't. Um, and <laughs> and Greg from Untapped. He still Greg. stayed, even though you sang it. So thank you, Greg, for being good sport. This has been a great interview so far, but I we've talked a little bit about Connecticut Craft Beer and mm-hmm. um, the struggles of having the app, but I wanted to go back to the initial idea like the, the spark that was like, that's what you wanted to create and invest your time and money into. So can you tell me about how this kind of came to be? You said you meant about Foursquare, like that was kind of your, an inspiration. Yeah. So about in the summer of 2010, so literally about 10 years ago, uh, we were thinking, my co-founder and I were thinking about ways to kind of build a social app around Foursquare. So we were big Foursquare fans back then, 2010. Everybody used Foursquare to check in the places that you're at. It was, it was the thing to do. But we found that it wasn't as detailed as we wanted to. I, I really didn't give any you know, two cents that you went to a supermarket. But if you went to a bar, what were you doing there? Who were you with? You know, what, what were you drinking? And we thought about industries that were inherently social and untapped came, or not untapped, but beer became very prominent from that perspective. It's a social activity. You do it and you're talking with your friends, obviously not now with COVID, but you used to when you used to cheers and be very social with it. And there wasn't a really online real-time version of that. There definitely was beer advocate and rate beer and things of that nature. Uh, but there wasn't anything that really kind of uh, pushed the boundaries of a real time in the moment. So we took that idea and put put together and that became what Untapped was. And like I said earlier, we used it in a very rudimentary sense to check in our beers out of location. It wasn't a rating. It was just a review at that particular time. You could share it to Twitter and Facebook and things of that nature to kind of grow your network. But, you know, we, we learned so much about beer and I could see what my co-founder was checking into in California. You can see what I'm checking into on the East coast here. Uh, and it became more of this really cool thing that we can interact with each other in real time. And we say, Hey, it works for us. It can work for other people. And, kind of the rest is history. And we've evolved from a single kind of web app. We didn't even have a real uh, app from the app store when we first started. It was just a simple untapped.com on your phone um, to a full featured app. Uh, we've actually developed apps for BlackBerry and Windows phones and you know, Palm OS and all the old ones back in the old days. Oh um, BlackBerry yeah. Storm with the, the movable screen to feel like buttons. Yes, <laughs> we had all those in there. We had a black, we were a BlackBerry five back in the days, and I believe the BlackBerry ten is the last one that they made. So, wow. yeah, we, we definitely kind of evolved as a platform and building uh, as we can from from these things. But it's been a hell of a ride, and it's really humbling to be a part of it for this long. Yeah, I mean, it, I I can't imagine. I, I'm not I'm not like that kind of brain, that kind of entrepreneurial brain, to to go from like, hey, this app's cool. It could be totally better. Let's dedicate our time to that. Like yeah. that, that is, that is, a, that was that scary or was it just kind of like a hobby you were doing on the side or was that some kind of big jump for you? Yeah, it, it was, uh, it was pretty scary, but at the same time I was working full time, uh, for the first five and a half years of working on untapped. So I was doing oh. a full-time job. I lived in New York city at the time. And then I would come home and work on untapped for five and a half years. And my wife, God bless her soul. She, she didn't kill me at that particular <laughs> time period, but at the same time, like, you know, uh, we, we were really passionate about it. And I dedicated a lot of time into it. I've been working full two full-time jobs that I reply to every single support ticket that would come in and I really felt a belonging in the community. And I always believed that if you put your time and effort into something, you know, good things will come. And then, you know, at the end of 2015 into the early 
2016, we merged with a company called Next Glass, which is located at a Wilmington, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And that allowed me to go full-time on the project from that February of 2016 until today. So, or wow. not today, I'm still working there full-time, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it was a, a dream come true to be able to kind of start something like this, dedicate your time and effort for such a long time, and then be able to work on it for a full-time uh, role. So you know, everyone out there says you have to quit your job. You have to go eat in ramen noodles. You know, I can tell you that that's not the only way to go. Uh, we, you know, it was definitely a lot of hard work and, and a lot of uh, effort from that perspective. But at the same time, uh, it was totally worth it and it worked well for us. So you have a great idea, put your passion behind it, build a community around it and people will actually uh, come and use it. It's, it's been a blessing to be part of this project for sure. It's interesting that you brought up next class. Cause I was going to talk about that. 2016 was a p- pretty cool year for you guys. Cause I was, was. I was doing, I was doing my research and you guys got named in time magazine as one of the 50 best apps. So it that's, is. Like that was a big year for you guys. Yeah. I mean, 2016 was an amazing uh, journey for us because, you know, we've been doing this on a part-time basis for so long and being able to like, I remember, I remember getting a WeWork office in the city and I'd be my first day on February. I remember sitting down and like, this is a real thing. Like I'm really working at Untapped now. It's not this like fake job that I always put on resume or something like that. It's real, you know? So we were really excited about it. And obviously being named at Times Magazine uh, is incredible. And then later on, we were named for the Inks, uh, one of the top 500 uh, companies to work for. And a lot of these things kind of kind of kept going down from that perspective, which is great. And we're honored to, to do this. But, you know, what it all comes down to is building good products for the community. And that's the mission and the value of what we try to accomplish is that, you know, yes, we're, we, you know, we're, we're continuing to grow and get bigger and bigger, which is fantastic. But the value and surprising delight in the users is our number one priority. And that's something I really harp at the company is that sure, that's a great feature, but how will it help the users? If it's mm-hmm. just going to do nothing and cause cut clutter, then it's not worth it to, to ruin that experience. It's such a, uh, an amazing thing that we're able to cultivate. Not many people have the opportunity to do something like this and be able to succeed at it. And let's not mess it up here. Let's, let's really focus hard on making sure that we do the right things by the user. How many people work for you guys? Like how big is untapped? Yeah. So we're, we're actually, I think the last time I checked, we're around 80 people that work for untapped, which is, oh, wow. is pretty insane going from like two to to like 80. It could be a little less. I haven't checked the official official count in a little while, but the crazier thing is that like, you know, that, that number of, of the jobs that we've been able to create from this simple idea is, is mind boggling. We have, yeah. you know, and more engineers that work on the project. We also have a lot of uh, support people. We have salespeople, we have, you know, marketing people. We, it's just un- unreal to kind of see how this has unfolded as just a small, simple check-in idea to this, this company that creates products for businesses and our untapped business platform at, you know, bars and restaurants can sign on to get digital yeah. displays and things. Like it's just unreal how that's all, all come together. So it's really cool. Mm-hmm. It, it's always something too. And even from like an entrepreneurial standpoint, um, this is very much like right now a hobby and who knows where it can go in 10 years, whatever. I mean, it's, it's been a lot of fun doing it, but I always think, you know, like, how can, where can this go as far as the podcast, the, this brand, mm-hmm. all of that? And the one thing I always go back to is sort of that moment when you take it from, like you say, like that hobby or something you can just put on your resume to this mm-hmm. being like a real thing. Um, mm-hmm. So w- what I wanted to ask, and it's kind of echoing what, what Jeff said, but even when you guys merged and you had this as a full-time job, that like first day or that first week, does it still kind of hit you like, Oh, like this is real. Like, like you're putting your whole life into this. Like, do you still have that like fear that you have, like going into it, even with something like a merger, like at what point did that fear, if so, like go away as you progress with untapped? 
I think it was a natural fit to anybody in the situation. I remember talking to my co-founder at the time and he was saying, well, you know, what, what happens if this fails? Like what happens if we don't, we don't make it? And I think that, you know, my, my thought process was I had a pretty good relationship with the job I currently have. So I'm like, all right, I'll give it a year. And <laughs> if it doesn't work, I'll hopefully pray to get my job back at my other job there. So like, there's definitely a fear there. And I think as we started growing and we started seeing like the untapped business platform explode and we were close to 20,000 customers worldwide now. Uh, we, in that first year was so successful and we're hiring people and we're building. I think some of that fear kind of left a little bit and we're doing the right thing here. I mean, originally the next class app was still a thing where it was a wine and beer app that actually was a competing product untapped and we were considering doing them at the same time and untapped just blew up and we ended up just shelving that particular product because we're using all resources to the untapped brand. So it's been incredible, but you know, I think you just have to kind of believe in yourself and also you know, put in the work and the, and the effort. You don't know what the future is going to hold. And especially in this, in this climate, you definitely don't know what the yeah. future holds. Yeah. But I think that, that, you know, a lot of people always say you got to go hundred percent in. We remember when we started on tap, we got a lot of people saying, Hey, we're not going to invest in Untap because you guys aren't dedicated. You haven't put your jobs yet. And you haven't, you know, you know, gone all in. I said, well, you know, the fact that I'm working two full-time jobs, you just can't see that is how I'm going in. Right. all in on this. We have families, we have, you know, food on the table we got to put on. It, it's, yeah. it's not a, you know, we're not right out of college here or in college, you know, uh, so yeah, for us, expectation. Yeah. I mean, I think for us, it's all about trying to build your MVP, your multi, your, 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 your minimal viable product that you want to get out there and iterating on that thing and continue to build on a way where you feel you can get to the next level. If it doesn't get to the next level, the question you have to ask yourself is, does it make you happy? And if it makes you happy, why not just keep doing it? And that's kind of what untapped has always been for me is incredibly passionate about this, incredibly passionate about talking with users, people that I don't know that love the app. That's what fuels my energy and fuels my motivation. And I'm sure you guys do the same thing on your side. When you hear people yeah. talk about your podcast that you don't know, they're not friends family that's got to be the the motivation to keep chugging away and doing what you do because you never know what the future's gonna hold that's it's exactly interviews that. like this that do that actually <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's, no, i don't mean i don't want to sound starstruck or anything but just like the idea that we're interviewing the founder of the app that we use on our podcast and that like this was just something that we wanted to do as fun because we always created content together as friends right. and now we're kind of interviewing people in the industry that isn't um like our friends because our first couple interviews or guests were actually like his girlfriend and a friend of <laughs> like yeah, that's fiance. what it was what it's my fiance oh, oh sorry fiance my bad. <laughs> I, just got engaged, I, I just got engaged two weeks ago um so <laughs> there you go congratulations i have to get to say in that man i'm losing my boy <laughs> i was on a meeting today i said girlfriend i was like oh wait i i'm my fiance don't let her hear that <laughs> yeah. but yeah, just to see where that. that's grown you know is is, is yeah. uh amazing for us to be now here interviewing you and we had some other uh, pretty awesome people to, on the show so yeah i don't know we see mean, we see motivation and and that's incredibly honorable to say something like that i'm no celebrity here i'm just a regular guy like spear but i appreciate the kind words and you know for me um, you know, one of the things I think is really important about what untapped is all about and also just beer in general is local, which is why I, I love to collaborate with other creators in, in the state that I'm in. And I think that's what makes it so special because, you know, um, I, you know, like I said earlier, we have a, a live uh, TV show that we do on tap TV Tuesdays and Thursdays where we interview, you know, guests and I, you know, we have people come on that I'm, I'm starstruck for and they're like, you know, 
I'm talking to you. You're the creator of Untapped. Yeah, it's like, why are no, you I'm so talking to you. You made a beer I, I love every drink every day. So, you know, uh, you know, it's, I think it's, it's, it's motivational for everybody to kind of continue to do, continue to create content and create, create craft and, and uh, get used to these kind of situations. So sure. I appreciate the kind words there. Oh, yeah. Do you, speaking of that, do you ever like walk into like a brewery or anything like that? You don't seem the kind of person who kicks down the door and be like, Co-founder no. <laughs> on tap coming through, but like if it comes up in conversation, like do do people like employees like all of a sudden are like, oh my god, like have you had that reaction <laughs> where people are like, oh my god, it's the guy from Untap, like as it happens. So I, you know, I, I don't, I, I try to keep a low profile in terms. I don't like burst down the door and say, I'm the Untap God, bow down to me. Uh, but at the or same ones. time, like you know, uh, my 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 favorite moments are I'll I'll be sitting in a bar. This is obviously pre-COVID. And I'll, I'll see someone checking a beer and I'll never say anything. I just want to see what they're, how they use the app just from a, an experience perspective. And we'll get talking. I'm like, oh, you use Untap. Oh, I'm a big fan. I'm like, oh, I, I don't want to be that guy, but I actually created that app. And their expressions <laughs> are always the best part about it. Um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't like to get free beer going to a brewery just because I'm the guy from Untapped. I, I drink beer like everybody else and enjoy that experience. So, you know, for me, it's, it's a greater motivational thing we talked about earlier, just seeing somebody else use it that I don't know. So I'm always trying to engage myself with them. And, you know, my father-in-law will always tap the nearby uh, in, the, in the bar that we're in in, in pre-COVID they go, oh is that that person is that person over there he loves to flaunt <laughs> that shit like ever so um but you know I, I think that that's uh that it's a really cool thing to do just being part of the community being part of the the the, the beer industry and just being able to help where I can, you know, when I started on tap, I didn't have anybody to kind of uh, uh, talk to or from a device perspective on entrepreneurship. And, you know, I, I, I try to get, leverage that experience, to give back to other people that are starting their same thing as well. So uh, it's, it's really important to me. Just, just a humble guy. It's, 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 what you, know, you know, you know, you, you did do hear that. the same thing I did, Ty. I heard what? I drink my beer like everybody else, you know, people, I put my pants on like everybody else. Boy, yeah, sure on, you do. We, all, we all know you drink it. Like you're better drinker than look at, I can see him doing it. He's better at it than I am. He did the thing. He did the thing. I don't know what the thing was. Um, so for, I guess from the app standpoint, you talk about all these users. Um, is there anything that you can say as far as new updates coming out uh, in 2020, 2021, something that the users can look forward to? Also good headline grab for us. Just saying, no, <laughs> just speaking to the mic, just say it. No, uh, in all seriousness, is there anything like that we can look forward to um, later this year? Yeah, we're actually in the middle of doing more of a kind of cleanup on the app for the rest of this year. So there's not a whole lot of features that I can talk about, excuse me, that we're actually going to be releasing. But the idea is to clean up the code, make it more efficient, more productive um, you know, in this area here. Obviously, you know, a lot of our, our plans had changed in COVID. You know, we obviously had many plans for doing different things. We had planned on doing our festival this year in, in Charlotte. Um, that did not happen. And we had a shift to doing a lot of uh, virtual festivals that, that, we're, that we've done and, and focusing more on that. But um, in terms of the app and features, you know, one of the things that we really pride ourselves on on tap is listening to users for feedback. So I always recommend anyone that has ideas for the app to submit them at help.untap.com and they'll be able to kind of put them in our our, uh, our roadmap from that perspective if obviously if the things work out but for right now we're kind of focusing on cleaning up the code and um and, and making sure that uh you know things are, are appropriate and, and working good in, in that area there so yeah not a very good answer for your headline grab but uh you know, yeah stronger and faster <laughs> yeah so i mean that's um, i i need to dip out for three seconds I'll be yeah i right. know i'll go for it uh i mean that it doesn't sound important but the efficiency of using an app is something that not a lot of people 
like I would, I wouldn't want to say appreciate, but not a lot of people think about, but the fact that like you can scan a beer, like you, you can hit the scan button, you can get a result in less than a half a second um, yeah. is like lightning fast. And those kind of things, I feel like in the state of instant gratification, I feel like oh, people yeah. take like for granted and me just, I, you know, I love technology and looking at, I don't, I'm not good. I don't do app development or anything like that, but just, I know yeah. the fact that scanning a beer and getting a result in like a half second is nuts. So like those <laughs> kind of efficiencies are cool. And it's almost like just as good as like, well, we're doing this new feature to like here as far as an update, maybe from me, maybe people are like, Oh, we wanted this feature helped on tap. We're, we're, we're always developing new stuff. It's just a matter of segmenting that stuff out and delivering it to the user. There's a funny story actually about the scanning feature. We work really hard to make it super fast and actually like almost too fast. Sometimes yeah. you pick up other things <laughs> in your room, you know, from a barcode or a QR code scan protected, but yeah. there is no generalized database or public database of UPC codes for bar for beers. It just doesn't exist. I looked yeah. far and near for it. So to get this database to where we need to be, we made a simple app called UT scan about four or five years ago and we gave it to all of our moderators and super users on the platform and we said go to your local uh, uh, bottle shops and scan everything you possibly can and <laughs> let us know what it is genius. i remember going into connecticut bars uh so like uh, you know package stores and be like leaving the, the fridge door open like for like 15 minutes scanning through every single possible variant there and you know <laughs> it was the only way to kind of get that database out there to be where it is and then for now, if you scan it and we don't have it, you can tell us that what it is. And over time, as we get more and more records for it, it will be able to be assigned to it. But oh. you know, it's a really hard problem to kind of uh, to pull together for all those barcodes out there. And it's pretty interesting stuff. That's yeah. awesome. That's a great idea. Run, say, run, fly, my pretties. <laughs> hand up. Exactly. I have not. I always, so I'll scan it. It goes too fast. It's like, oh, we couldn't find it. And I'll just like search yeah. for it. And I realized that when it comes up, you can hit like a, suggestion right that first like yep. notification yeah i never do that i gotta keep doing that now so. <laughs> yeah that's yeah, on me us, i'm part man. of the problem yeah <laughs> so i'm sorry there so i'm not a super user i get it you know what i'm we're in the trust, we're in the trust tree that's you know what i'm sorry so from here on out <laughs> i'm gonna help you uh yeah it, it is super interesting and it's also interesting sometimes like it'll pick up like multiple variants of like a style of beer which yep. i was like huh, interesting why that would do that or they reuse the UPC codes. That's the biggest thing that I didn't know in this process where I thought it was a one-to-one -one match, but you have to pay uh, uh, per UPC code. Each label gets obviously from that perspective. So you know, people like Sam Adams have, you know, the same barcode for all their seasonals. They're not going to recreate them from that perspective. Sure. Um, there are a lot of other ones and 12% of there's a few of them. there like that where you scan it and it's the same UPC code. You have to select mm -hmm. this one out. So, I didn't know that until we started working on the, on this feature. So and again, you learn a lot, a lot about this stuff as you, as you work on it for sure. Yeah. And you know, I'll make it up to you. If you need people to scan, I'll go to like any bottle shop. I, I can do that for you, Greg. If you need a user to scan <laughs> barcodes, I, I'm bro, I will, I will dive into recycling bins. Don't yeah. even, I can do that too. Oh yeah. Trust me. I, I'll go the extra mile for it. That's, that's what we're doing here. Um, and then the other thing I want to talk about, and I know we had some stuff we talked about right before we came back from break about just some data, but about the actual beer festival itself, um, yep. just in getting more into like the beer scene myself, I got very interested in like the Untapped Festival. I was like, oh, maybe I can go. I know it's in Charlotte, make a trip of it with Jeff. Um, of course, COVID hits and that's great. So for those who are curious, it is happening in 2021 still, correct? That's correct. Yeah, it's happening, uh, I believe... I should probably know the date. I think it's May. April 20th 
is the is the date. Uh, it was May fifteenth originally, but it got moved obviously with COVID. I believe the date is April twentieth, twenty twenty one. We can just check that. April twenty. April twenty. Twenty fourth. All right, there you go. Twenty fourth. So um, yeah, twenty twenty one will be two session event. Um, you know, two days over that weekend, um, and it'll be in the stadium. So uh, if you're a big football fan, you know, I, I know I'm a huge Patriots fan now. Cam Newton is part of the Patriots. He used to play at Carolina Stadium, right. Panther Stadium. So he's all there. Uh, we when our first festival actually we did it um, not uh, uh, last year, obviously the the first one we ever did, but we got an actual Panthers jersey with the number one on the back with the word Untapped as the name of the like the player. That that was pretty cool. We have that That's framed in our office down in Wilmington, but yeah, it's definitely a great, great, uh, great event. We also do a virtual festivals as well. We just did one in June, uh, which is a great way to kind of order beer online. They ship to Connecticut. We use a partner called Halftime. Oh, yeah. Halftime Beverage in New York. We shipped them. We shipped about eight beers. And I made a live stream that I hosted with interviews with brewers. We're probably doing a lot more of those. Excuse me. Uh, but because we don't know when COVID's going to be gone. Um, yeah. But it's so a great way to kind of get, get your beers as well. So are we not going to have a festival at the Bucks Stadium now because you're a Patriots fan? Is that what you're telling <laughs> us? <laughs> you can't do it in Tampa? <laughs> no, no Tampa. Is that what you're saying to the people? I, I'm basically saying that I, I don't believe that Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a real team anymore. Uh, I don't think that they exist. <laughs> yes. You're here first. No, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just bitter. I mean, it, <laughs> there's your headline. Out, yeah, people out of, uh, out of New England think we're like, we always win everything. So like we shouldn't be complaining about everything, but you know, Tom Brady has been a, a feature of my childhood to adulthood for lack of a better word. And it's just, it's just better, especially now that Gronk's there as well. So it's like, you gotta take both of them. Jesus, what's going do you know, on? So. Do you know if Tom Brady like used on tap? Do you have that data or no? <laughs> I don't think what's he used he on tap. Uh, if he did, I, I'm pretty sure we would know about it and try to at least get into science of footballs for me or something like that. So, um, but no, <laughs> I, I think Corona. He, a lot of the, 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 the like celebrities, I don't think use their real names on Untapped. For number one, all accounts are public. So people will be able to see where they're physically located. So they want to protect that. I know that Will Wheaton, who's on uh, Big Bang Theory, uh, yeah. he used Untapped for a long period of time. Uh, but he never added a location, just checked in his beer. Uh, wow. But I don't think he uses it much anymore, unfortunately. But yeah, it's only really like real celebrity I know that kind of uses the platform. I mean, that's cool enough. Hey, Will Wheaton, that's better. I mean, that I thought it was gonna be no one because of that exact reason. It's all public information. <laughs> yeah. So like what celebrity is like, I'm here and basically like you're a moving target, but, um, and so am I now apparently. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, going back to the virtual thing I wanted, I no joke wanted to, and I know it was like sold out cause you had some like good like offerings there. I know you, and the one I was interested in was like the one with um, pseudo Sue yep. and like banana macadamia and curio yep. from Allagash. Like there's some, there's some heavy hitters. So I hope you do it again in the future. Um, I'm yeah. definitely curious to do it. So um, yeah, we're definitely doing more of those in the future. It's just a matter of shipping beer is, is, is the biggest problem right so now. Um, and it just, it really sucks. You just can't get it to everyone that you want to. So look at, look, you know, if you're interested in that stuff in the future, or anyone listening as well, just watch our socials. We'll definitely be posting out about those things as, as they come about. I think I'm also definitely curious. I want to go back to beer festival. So like, I'm definitely like chomping at the bit to go to this. I might make yeah. more Jeff to go to this festival. No, I'll go. I'm already in. All right, cool. Yeah, I, I know. Right, well, let me know. Let me know you guys get there. We'll have to do a live session of this podcast there. Uh, that'll be pretty awesome. Yeah, once no, we're able to get that'll be the biggest mistake other. you make, Greg. <laughs> yeah, we are gonna take full advantage of that, and we're gonna. Have no, that would be that would be amazing. We we we've always wanted to do a uh, on location show. That would 
Yeah. That'd be fun. It would make us seem really official, even though it's like, you know, I've, I have a little webcam mm-hmm. and this Yeti mic and just, it's all. Oh, there. don't bring yourself down. You're it's wearing a Yeti a mic too. Down. You're all, you're all there. It's the Yeti mic I, too. It's all listen, good. I only modded my MacBook, uh, my Mac <laughs> mini. It's no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that, that, that'd be sick. So I'm definitely excited to like go back to that. And I miss that um, so much. So, um, so I wanted to get to, I wanted to get to this little guessing game that we have at the end of our little episode So before we wrap it up you pulled up data on untapped about Mm -hmm. the most checked in areas you want to go on and explain that a little bit yes obviously you know connecticut is uh uh is a new area for me i've lived here for two years now i've been coming back forever but i wanted to see where the top cities are in connecticut from from an untapped user perspective so what we did was we pulled the number of unique user check-ins this is not this is not you guys checking in a thousand beers in one night and then totally destroying the record there. It's unique <laughs> users. So one user from that perspective there, and then ranking it by the top cities in Connecticut. So I've got the top five cities here ranked by the most unique users since the first of this year. So we're pretty much almost nine months into 2020 at this point. Yeah. So the, the question, we'll start from the, from the fifth up from all the cities in, in the, in Connecticut, the fifth city will be your guess in terms of the highest number of unique user check-ins oh. in 2020. I'm gonna I have say, to think of five cities. In, in yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say... Think about population. Remember, it's, you're not going to yeah. get your small small areas. Think about largely populated I'm areas. Say, mm, don't Stanford. Worry. I was going to say Harvard. Harvard. Okay, so the, the top, the number five highest is Southington, believe it or not. That's the fifth okay, spot. So, uh, Southern so we, have to, we have to disband this podcast immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, now so after everything, I don't know what fourth it would be. <laughs> so after Southington in the fifth spot and the fourth spot is Manchester, a very Manchester. highly populated area. Mm-hmm. After Manchester is West Hartford. Uh, I was in the highly West populated Hartford, area. Number five actually. Yep. Cause there's a bunch of breweries. After West Hartford is just Hartford. So obviously one of the biggest cities. That's number two. Area. That's number two. All right, hold now, on. We'll guess one. our number ones. We'll guess, guess our number, number one here. New, New Haven. Haven. You guys both said at the same time? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, New I actually Haven. said it first, but it's fine. <laughs> I said it first. I said first. Yeah, New Haven is the number one spot here uh, by about, in terms of numbers, about – 300 so not not too 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 far apart they're very close together in terms of that outside the top five we have middletown milford new britain and hamden and north haven are the next come one that are coming through yeah, so absolutely makes sense sanford is coming in at right after north haven there uh, really? and actually after stratford believe it or not but stratford's got two roads so that's what's going to cover a lot of the check-ins from that wow. area. Yeah, absolutely. but new haven's got all those has oh downtown new haven i mean my god yeah I- yeah I f- it's interesting. So like just looking at the map and also the people that we talk with and, and all of that, New Haven County seems to be, it's New Haven County and Hartford that are the two hubs. And we're mm-hmm. like, we're in Fairfield County. So we kind of take bias to New Haven County because we just know more yep. people from that area. Yep. Um, so I'm not surprised that number one is New Haven. Um, so that's interesting. But Southington number well, one. We, we were just talking last night on the Untapped TV to um, – Alyssa from Rhythm yes. Brewing Company in New Haven. So like there's a lot of great stuff happening in that area. Um, yep. It's a commuter hub obviously as well. So yep. big commuter area. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just, again, people, right? Think about the large populated areas. That's what's going to drive a lot of your discussions on people checking in and areas like that. Absolutely. 
Wow, look at that. Jeff, do you have any more questions? I mean, hey. I don't. This was an absolute an, an <laughs> honor. This has been, I really have been really, really cool. Um, yeah. I, I would actually, if I do have final questions, I want you to give your final words because you built something that way into something that wasn't, that's still growing. still has plenty mm-hmm. of room to grow, but it's now pretty big. Like you said, um, you have many, many users. We use it. We know a lot of people within um, our little community, which is not so little anymore who use untapped to log their beers. Do you have any advice for people who are looking to grow a product, a brand or anything as far as they're moving forward? Yeah, I would say don't, don't give up. Uh, it's very easily, uh, you know, oh, this is going to be too, too much work or this is going to be, I don't have time for this. No one's asking for you to build a product on, on day one. Untapped was not built in a day. It was built in a day and a half. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it was not, <laughs> you know, from that perspective, it, it takes time to kind of cultivate your craft. And the funny thing I tell people all the time is that when I built Untapped, I was not into beer. I did not like it. And, you know, you, people are like, oh, well, you have to actually be a beer fan to build something that's just like, no, no, I, I saw a need in the market that for education purposes and also for just exploration, that I could use as an individual. You dog food your own your own products. It makes you more passionate about yourself. So, for my advice is never never really give up on on your ideas there, and you know try to do the best you can to continue to grow it. Uh, you know know when to quit and know when to to continue, but don't ever use the excuse oh it's, it's too hard or I, I don't know if I can do this or not. You, you can get there. There are a lot of people out there that can help. There's a network out there to get get in there, and that's kind of what what uh what what I'm trying to do obviously with Untapped to continue to grow up, but also focus on local area to talk to people like yourself at local area here. And I just saw the, the CT Brewers Association said that September is now the craft beer uh, month, craft I believe it month. is. Uh, yeah, just so came out. Ex- exciting stuff there. I, I you know, I want to be helping and, and just and continuing the conversation about, about Connecticut beer as well, uh, especially when it comes to these things there. So never give up. Always try to, to keep working forward what you're trying to do and always look for help uh, out there and be passionate about the areas that you really want to succeed. That was beautiful. Hey, Greg. Yeah. Hey, we really appreciate you coming on. Uh, if you haven't been on Untaps, you're you are missing out. If you're listening to this podcast, you don't use you fool. You're all fools if you're not. That diagram doesn't come together in the middle. But um, <laughs> this has been awesome. Download Untapped. It's on iOS. It's on Android. Like Greg said, if you have any ideas, help that. It's on, on BlackBerry, tap. Tyler. Don't forget it. It's on BlackBerry <laughs> and Palm OS. If you're still using a Palm Pilot and you listen to 1056 podcasts, DM us. But also download download Untap. Um, we're looking for we're looking forward to more of uh, what comes out in 2020 and 2021. Once we're in public, once we're going to festivals. Uh, we're, we're there. So I'm looking sure forward to we'll see each other there for sure. God, yeah, we I'm making an effort to go. <laughs> to, 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 <laughs> so Greg, thank you much for, uh, for coming on and uh, for guys listening. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much. Thanks Bye. for having me.